You're listening to the Naughty Root Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. Hi, everyone. Um, we are back. You are listening to the Naughty Root Show, and I am incredibly excited, if you can't tell, because right now we have Connor Leach from um, the new film coming out and debuting at the MIF Film Festival, um, Sequin in a Blue Moon. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sorry. I'm so Sequin in a Blue Room. I'm very nervous, if you can't tell. <laughs> I'm a bit starstruck, but it's She's fine. She's a big fan oh. of this. Um, <laughs> So, hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for, thanks thanks for, for being, being here. here. Oh, I'm so excited like, to be here. You're like a big thing now. You know what I mean? What? Like, like Emma? <laughs> you're like, uh, okay. You're like, yeah. But, um, yeah, sorry. I'm, but, so, like, tell us about the film. What's what's it about? What do our viewers, listeners need to know about it? Uh, so, Sequin in a Blue Room is a queer thriller and coming-of-age film. Um... It uh, focuses on the character, his name is Sequin, uh, he's 16 and is sort of starting to explore his burgeoning sexuality um, through encounters on hookup apps. Um, And he is really enjoying himself, loves it, um, gets invited to an anonymous group sex party called The Blue Room and there... Um, has an encounter with a stranger and develops something of an obsession. Um, and then sort of they're parted somehow uh, at the party and he um, does whatever it takes to track the man down, all the while, like, being followed by a former hookup. Um, so, yeah. Sounds like... Very intense. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, if you could tell us just a little bit more about the character and also what initially drew you to this film and the role as well, like what excited you about taking on the project? Yeah, absolutely. Well, like something that struck me as soon as I read the script um, was the degree of like autonomy and agency the character had. Like, I hadn't seen a queer teenager written like that, really. Um, He's got an enormous amount uh, of self confidence and self assurance. Um, which uh, sort of leads him into uh, the situations that he finds himself in. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think something that drew me to it was sort of that on the surface, uh, the character is quite different from me in many ways, but sort of I identified with his sort of under- underlying need to like, you know, to be loved, to be wanted. Like at the heart of it, it's a film about sort of first love obsession um yeah so (laughs) (laughs) very emotional very so sequin as a character yeah um what made you decide that this was the kind of character that you wanted to write and present on screen well i didn't write it Okay. I so it was written by the director Samuel Van Grinsven and um, another writer Jory Anast. Um, amazing script, um, and yeah, I loved like just upon reading it. Um, yeah, like as I said, I hadn't sort of read a queer teenager like this before. It was a film with a queer teenager at its centre that wasn't necessarily about being queer, um, and. Uh, <laughs> and it was, uh, yeah, that was just, like, really exciting to see. Like, I read it and I was like, I've never read anything like this before. And also, like, at its heart, it's a genre film as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it's 
kind of a unique experience watching it um, because it's sort of cut like a thriller. It's scored like a thriller. It is a thriller um, with a few coming-of-age beats in there, which <laughs> is pretty cool. Yeah. It's like a very unique blend of different genres and stuff, yeah, and stuff there. Like yeah. a thriller, but with elements that you wouldn't normally find in a thriller. It's very, very cool. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I just I just love, like, literally when you said before, it's there's a queer character, but the film's not about him being, like, queer in particular. Mm, mm. I literally was complaining to them yeah. before about how every queer person ever represented ever, it's like, their whole personality is their sexuality. I know, right? And yeah. they have no other attributes to them Completely. other than the fact that they, like, date the same gender or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, spoke to my heart on that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you feel, like... As somebody who has acted like a queer, like a queer person, mm-hmm. um, do you feel that there's this kind of pressure to make queer characters screen friendly, or so that they're molded to be acceptable for non-queer audiences? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think uh, things are changing in that regard yeah. positively. Um, I think obviously, like we still have a way to go. Like you know like i'm reminded by um i'm reminded of the scene like in call me by your name that oh, caused a lot of movie. yeah beautiful film um but uh there was that scene where you know that caused a lot of controversy where it was like and now we're going to pan away from the gay sex yep. and um that caused yeah a lot of sort of outcry about like well are we just doing that to make it more palatable for yeah. a non-queer audience? Um, and they're, they're very useful and important discussions to have. Um, and I definitely think that cinema has a history of um, making queer relationships, queer sex palatable for a straight audience. Yeah. Um, but hopefully with films like Sam's, things are changing. Yeah. No, amazing. Um, so we're going to be taking a little break right now and we have um amazingly a song by a queer a fellow queer artist he's playing um, in melbourne soon he's playing in melbourne i'm very excited i'm so going yes. i can't contain my oh my god is it troy yes it's troy I of love course it is this song. i literally so oh, beautiful. Oh, um but we have lots more chat with connor coming up as well we're going to talk heaps more about the film which is really exciting um but you're going to hear lucky strike by troy savan and you're listening to the naughty rude show here on sin with manisha jess and ryan you're listening to the Naughty Root Show here on Sin with Manisha, Jess, and Ryan, and we're chatting to Connor today all about the film that he was just. Well, you, I don't know when you filmed it, but you just started yeah. it, and it's a um, myth. So, yes. um, sequin in a blue room. Yes. So we're gonna. Yeah, we've been having a good chat so far. We've answered a lot of interesting questions about the themes of the film and its queerness. Mm -hmm. And another question I would like to ask you, Connor, is why do you think, because obviously this is a queer film, um, why do you think it's important to represent queer identities in film? Uh, Well, I think kind of simply it's just that thing of like the thing with representation, like if you can see it, you can be it sort of thing. Um, Like, I think it's important to represent sort of queer characters who uh, have agency, are liberated, are, you know, triumphant, like, succeed in their missions, um, because that encourages queer people, queer audience members. Um, Yeah, I think it's as simple as that, to be honest, yeah. (laughs) 
And what do you think about this particular film sets it apart from other queer coming-of-age films that have been released prior? Uh, I think something that definitely uh, sets it apart is the fact that uh, Sequin's sexuality is never sort of his obstacle. It's like he isn't at a stage in his life where he's questioning his identity or um, grappling with it in any way. Um, And he's not uh, sort of... He's not necessarily surrounded by homophobia. Um, He is sort of liberated in that regard. So I think um, that's... I think that's really exciting to see. That's not something that I've seen a lot of, to be honest. Yeah. 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 It's a really good angle to take as well. Like, it's just nice to... It's refreshing to see a take on sexuality that's not in any way necessarily oppressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think think there are... um, there are very valuable and important stories uh, to tell about sort of the um, struggles that queer people face, but um, it's nice to have a film where that isn't the central struggle. Yeah. 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 And because by the sounds of it, Sequin, one, sounds like a great guy, but um, (laughs) (laughs) um, he sounds like somebody who's uh, sexually liberated, which Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. We love that. Yeah. But just like in general on like a wider like theme, like how do you think queer sex is represented in film and maybe like in contrast to like heterosexual sex? Yeah, that's... A big question, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's uh, no, that's a fascinating and big question, yeah. Um, I think that a lot of sort of the queer sex I see on screen happens in sort of moments of, like, liberation, like, moments of, like, pure, like, sensuality, and in that sense for the characters. Like, I think of... Like the sex scenes in Carol, um, yeah. for example, um, with Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara, which is like one of my favourite films ever. Um, and uh, those sort of characters are, um, are faced with sort of a lot of, you know, oppressive people and surrounded by homophobia. Um, but sort of their, um, the sex that they have is something that sort of liberates them and saves them and is something that they need. Um, and the film represents it as something very positive. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of queer cinema I see um, represents sex like that, and so certainly, like, Sequin in a Blue Room does that. It's a very sex-positive film. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> love that, love that. Excellent. And, um, of course, this film deals heavily with... I mean, a driving force of the plot is Sequin's use of hookup apps to explore his sexuality. Hmm. Um, and this is also a coming-of-age film. And being in this kind of 21st century era, before and, like, you know, before now, we couldn't explore avenues like that on film. How do you think hmm. the use of, like, technology and uh, modern dating apps and all of the stuff that we are able to do now impacts the way that you told this film and how is it comparable to films that came before it Mm. yeah i think the sort of generational divide is kind of represented or alluded to in in the film the sort of there are older uh queer characters who sequin encounters um yeah and that sort of divide and that difference in sort of an understanding of um technology and approaches to like starting relationships is um yeah, it's definitely um, hinted at um, and explored. Um, 
something like on reading the script yeah like something that did like strike me and really excite me about it is i personally haven't had a great deal of experience in sort of using technology um to explore and start relationships um and so as a result that um as a result sort of i had to talk to a lot of people um on set a lot of my friends um to sort of research about that um and i think like it's really exciting how the advent of new technologies um yeah has has led to all these new ways of starting relationships um yeah what was the sorry what was the question exactly sorry <laughs> sort of just um how i guess coming of age differs now as opposed to it's such a different mm. it's almost more complicated in a way mm. with all these different like avenues but i guess definitely. also as you said somewhat more exciting definitely yeah no it's um definitely sequin like the character finds it much more exciting um uh, it means like the anonymity is something that definitely um excites him um yeah and it's definitely changed things i think that's um definitely something that is explored in the film sort of the difference between relationships started on those platforms and ones that form outside them yeah awesome well thanks so much for chatting to us that was so thank great you to so hear you. Oh, thank you thank you for having me am i right thanks. in saying it's sold out as well um so at this stage there are no tickets remaining it's on standby um okay. so, so when what are the details just in case people are lucky enough to get yes yeah, so the first screening at MIF is on this coming wednesday at 9 p.m at kino uh cinema in the city uh on collins street and then the second uh screening is on friday at 6 45 p.m at hoyt's melbourne central um so yeah i, I think there's a standby queue I believe Get on that, that yeah. amazing um, for you. Congratulations on thank that. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank yeah. you. No, I'm just so excited that the film is having um, such a phenomenal response. Yeah. 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 And we're going to be talking so much more about representation in the media and everything else coming up. But for now, we're going to jump into some Taylor Swift with You Need to Calm Down. And you're listening to The Naughty Root Show here on Sin. You can listen to The Naughty Root Show live, 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday on Sin. So, so, so scandalous.